welcome to the Odd Drunk Podcast. It is now time for spooks and moves, fears and beers of the spookiest time of the year. So grab your drinks, your tricks and treats, and prepare yourself for Spooktober. Can I get you? What? Let's try, try that I again. I said boo. Ah! Did I get you, Colton? Oh, oh my gosh, Jackson. Did did I give you guys the spooks? Everybody for, listening here? For a moment there, I thought that was that was a, a spooky ghost. Cha cha cha. Or whatever he, he says or he thinks <laughs> or the score does. Uh tonight is a very special episode uh for Spooktober. We are doing well, it is Friday the 13th. We are recording on Friday the 13th. Kind of waited to the last second here. But yeah. it will be coming out on Friday the 13th tonight. So you're going to have to catch this one fast if you want it to be relevant. Or else it's going to be extremely dated. Like, I mean, immediately. Like so immediately. if you're listening on Saturday within the hours. 14th. <laughs> within hours. Uh, depending on where you live, especially. Your time zone. But if you're listening on Saturday the 14th, we are not covering that movie. I've, I actually haven't seen it. It's like a <laughs> satire, comedy satire. Yeah. Um, but I heard it's actually pretty funny. I, I, maybe I'll watch it tomorrow to celebrate Saturday the 14th. Because those are just as uncommon as Friday the 13th, I guess, if you think about it. Yeah, yeah, because they're just as common as Friday the 13th. Because you yeah. have to have a Friday the 13th to have a Saturday the 14th. Um, exactly. And yeah, today's also my birthday. Um Happy birthday. And usually I want to make a big deal out of that. I probably have in the past, but so don't take my words, take, <laughs> take my words with a grain of salt. But um, my last birthday that fell on Friday the 13th was when I turned 19. Uh, that's before we remember that's before we dropped out of college. We had that big costume party. Yeah. And then we ended, we ended up at uh, one of our other friends houses. The police showed up. We all scattered, you know, that kind yeah, of I remember that. Yeah. Classic college you I remember know, the situation. Police going into the backyard and just uh yeah. um police officer walking in the backyard and yelling at everyone, going, uh, uh listen, I, I kept my I don't care that you guys are all drinking, but uh your cars you're blocking driveways and I need you to move your cars. <laughs> I kept my Spider Man mask the whole time. Nice. I yeah, kept I, it on the I, whole <laughs> time. I couldn't be identified. I made the homemade Spider-Man costume. It was nice. Everything about it was super comfortable because it's like just sweats and a hoodie, yeah. except for the mask. The goggles just like drill, just beat into my eye sockets. I remember that. I'll have to figure out a better way to do that costume. Uh, but that was, I, I like doing DIY costumes. That, that was my, one of my favorite ones I've done. Um Anyways, since it is Friday the 13th, um, we would be remiss if we did not talk about the big slasher himself. He won our AI slasher showdown, uh, our first episode this Spooktober. Mr. Jason Voorhees has entered the chat. Um, (laughs) As you know, he comes from the Friday the 13th movies. Um, even though they stopped calling them that because New Line Cinema uh, lost the rights, and then they got uh, or no, um, Miramax ended up getting the rights. 
Or know. no, New Line got the rights to Friday the 13th, and then they couldn't use that Friday the 13th. Um, there's a lot of legal stuff that's recently happened. Like, technically, uh, you could make a Jason movie, but you can't call it Friday the 13th. Yeah. And now I think we're at the point where you can make a Friday the 13th, but you can't have Jason in it. But maybe they came to agreements. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a little it gets a little it gets weird. a little fuzzy yeah. there it gets a little weird there um but <laughs> i've always loved these movies i mean honestly these were kind of my real aside from halloween i i think these are even more fun and they, they were my real gateway into horror the friday 13 movies these were the ones i really started watching this was the first horror series i completed that i binged i got through the bad ones there's a couple good ones yeah. Um, so tonight we're going to do a, a tier list ranking. We've ranked all the Halloween movies. So we've ranked Michael's now it's time for Jason. Um, this will be good. I have not I've, seen all of these and the ones I but have you've seen, seen most of them. I've seen most of them. Right. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it has been a while since I've seen any of them. So this is going to be fun for me to be racking my memory, trying to remember yeah. what the hell. I, I've actually got one playing in my living room right now. Part four, nice. the final chapter, which is one of my personal favorites. We'll we'll get to that. We'll get there, yeah. Um, but uh, the original uh, uh, Friday the 13th, correct, uh, directed by Sean S. Cunningham, who he, he has the rights to Friday the 13th. And then mm-hmm. I believe it's Victor Miller that has the rights to Jason. I might be wrong on that, but I know because Jason the character was originally just kind of not a throwaway character. He was important to the plot, but he was just the kid that drowned the yeah. deformed uh, kid that was the, bullied. In the, in the original movie, and, he's not the slasher. No, it's actually his mother. Spoiler, yeah. spoiler alert. So it's Pamela Voorhees um, p- played by uh, the late Betsy Palmer. And I, I, I just remember that she, um, she didn't really want to do it like at all. <laughs> I forgot. How to get <laughs> um, but you know, this movie came right off the bat of uh, the Halloween in 1978. I mean, there's other movies that are like sl- definitely helped create slashers, like the uh, uh, what is it? The well, I know Psycho. Obviously, you yeah. have the the man who visited yesterday or was it called uh the stranger or no not the strangers what is it called well texas chainsaw massacre that's another big one uh you know that helped create that format with the final girl and everything you know um but you know this movie was made off the back of that you know pretty tiny budget well relatively small budget you know Compared to the Halloween first Halloween movie, it actually had you know multiple times its budget, but yeah. it was a budget of five hundred fifty thousand, <laughs> and it made five point eight million its opening weekend in nineteen eighty, and it has grossed over thirty nine million worldwide. Um, so then they made like twenty of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, not that many. Uh, that's a misconception. Jason doesn't have. I don't think he has as many movies as Michael now. No, I don't I think, think because so. since we got the Rob um, Zombie my uh Halloween movies and we got um 
the new trilogy, which is contentious. And yeah. honestly, yeah, Halloween ends is definitely not the best movie, but at least they did something different. I enjoyed that's it. what I give them credit for. I would watch it again. <laughs> yeah, um, it's I still like that trilogy. The middle um, the middle but, movie is is the one that I am yeah, on for reasons. Go go yeah, go the, listen to well, a video the, about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go listen to those. <laughs> um but yeah, uh, I mean Jason Voorhees. I mean, Michael may be the one that really kicked off the slasher thing, but Jason is what most people think when they think of slasher. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the quintessential slasher. I well, I mean, it's really tied between him and Michael, but I mean, Jason has more of a supernatural factor to him. The movies get really weird and zany, you know, with you know Jason X when he goes to space and fights cyborgs, and uh, Jason goes to hell. Freddy it has versus a lot Jason. More cheesy um, moments in them, um, and that's not, saying a lot. Not that the Halloween movies don't have that, but at least well, like, yeah, when Busta Rhymes fights yeah, Michael with Kung like, Fu. At least like the original couple Halloween movies, and then the most recent ones tone back the cheesy themselves a bit. pretty seriously. Yeah. Yeah, um, even though they were Friday unintentionally 13th, cheesy. Friday the 13th never tones back its cheesiness. Um, well, there's a couple <laughs> times where... No, not really. I mean, there's... Well, let's get into this, actually. Um, but before we start making the tier list here, and this is going to be a quicker episode. It's my birthday, like I said. I got some things to do tonight. Um, <laughs> no offense, Colton. No offense to you listeners. <laughs> also, our um, spooky... Um, reddit horror stories episode did pretty good and i forgot to promote it so thank you guys for uh listening uh, that one looked at the numbers at all for that one (laughs) it it's doing remarkably well considering i haven't even promoted it uh but i'm promoting it here (laughs) on the podcast if you want something really scary uh go listen to that because honestly i got a little spooked uh, freaked out when i was reading those that was that was a, good, that one that about was a the, fun episode. I like that. Yeah. That guy's psycho wife. That was <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Anyways, let's get into this. So you see my screen here. Yeah, hold, hold uh, we on. We got Alarian. Yeah. Hold on. Oh yeah. What we're drinking. Yeah, what hey, Jackson, are we drinking? What are you drinking? What am I drinking, Colton? So tonight I have from my local four peaks brewing. Ooh, nice. Pumpkin porter. Which I, I think I've had before, but it's more special now because it's a local brewery to me now in Tempe. And um, <laughs> supposedly, Four Peaks Brewing is haunted. Ghost Adventures just went there and ran around, you know, with cameras. Um, doing their, doing their, Gate, their shenanigans. Baldur's Gate 3 trailers playing here. Yeah, doing their shenanigans. Um, <laughs> but this Pumpkin Porter, um, obviously Pumpkin Forward, but it's specifically trying to emulate Pumpkin Insert Pie. obligatory joke. About pumpkin yeah, forward. that was my nickname in high school, uh, <laughs> Pumpkin Forward. But it's so it says autumnal pumpkin pie, gorgeous, <laughs> no pun intended. And um, it is definitely reminiscent of a pumpkin pie. Like it tastes, it has that burnt aftertaste, but in a good way. It's kind of like a smokiness at the end of the pumpkin. Um, it's like a burnt, kind of an overcooked pumpkin pie, but I kind of like it when it's a little burnt on the edges. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. it's pretty good. It's not nice. too sweet, and it's not. It doesn't have like the pumpkin spice flavor 
like whatever they do with the pumpkin spice that ruins pumpkin for me, it doesn't have that. Nice. Yeah. So it's it's a pretty good pumpkin uh beer if you're into that kind of thing, or at least for the season. And I love a good porter. So especially this time of year. Nice. Um good stuff. I've got a couple things. I've got uh first a little bit of, a little bit of bourbon here. Um kind of a special one. Nice. Which I'm only having a little bit of because it's a a little pricey, but uh through circumstances at work, which I will uh spare you the details. I came into a bottle of Kentucky Owl here. Um Kentucky Owl, which mm. is very very nice stuff. I've never had that. Um so I'm just having a little little so through some not um at all sus circumstances oh the uh the the seal got you obtained basically is oh, okay you can't sell it uh, the, the quote unquote yeah. you can't sell it and now yeah. you get it <laughs> um but then uh nice. i've also got a couple cans here of uh we've had fremont brewing on the show before um and Where this are they? Is, oh yeah they're out of colorado right fremont uh no these guys <laughs> are no out of so portland Seattle, 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 Seattle. Okay. Um, so this is their uh, field to ferment fresh hop pale ale. Uh, mm. uh, kind of nice. uh, fresh hops, you know, in season with Spooktober, but not in a spooky way, in more of a fall way. So right, because the harvest. Yeah, yeah. So it's very, very um, tasty stuff. I was tempted to get the Sam Adams Oktoberfest because I tried it. Honestly, I, think I mean, good. say what you want. Sam Adams, and they're still technically an independent craft brewery, which is like their big claim to fame. Even yeah. though they <laughs> seem so huge, they seem like one of the, you know, like a Budweiser situation, but no. Yeah, they, they, and they purposely they, set themselves up so they can make that claim. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, Sam Adams is good. I like, like, I like all Sam you. Adams, yeah. They're actually legitimately good. Yeah. I don't think I've had one I've disliked i don't buy um, them very often it's usually something that if it's i'm at a party and someone's got some but i'm always always happy i'll tell to you some it's always good uh, yeah uh just one more side note here another beer that i've really gotten into lately it's definitely more of a summer beer um but it's a big beer that you see at a lot of you know bars especially you know, if they're playing, I feel like it's a great beer if they're playing jazz or blues <laughs> at your bar. Um, but Blue Moon. Yeah, Blue Moon's good. That's yeah. actually really good. I yeah. like the orange. Uh, Blue uh, Moon is usually what I drink when know. I go to a concert or a baseball game and they don't That's have good baseball beer. And they and then they don't have any like either they don't have any craft beers or the craft beers they have are like really, really basic shit. Um, and I don't it's super hoppy or like, yeah, super hoppy like, like stuff. And I just don't really want that. So I'll either drink Coors Banquet or I'll drink like a blue moon. <laughs> My girlfriend thinks it tastes like old orange juice, but I kind of like old orange juice. Anyways, for a man, Mosa, it is. Yeah, that would be perfect. I've never tried that. I'll have to try that. That, that, that would make a lot of sense. Anyways. Let's get into the Friday the 13th tier list and we'll talk about the movies more extensively as we go through it. Um, this is in just random order of how the tier list has a range. You see it here, right? I'm sharing my screen. Yeah, I can see it. Um, but yeah, Colton can see it. Um, first off, 
And technically, this would count as a Friday the 13th movie, even though it's a crossover. Freddy versus Jason. So that's true. We did the commentary on it. Oh. It's still <laughs> maybe our best commentary. Uh, I... We have other contenders, but I still think that's our best one. I yeah, that was that was a really <laughs> good time doing that. It's commentary. so of its time. Uh... What two thousand three? And I mean, yeah, it's actually. Like as cheesy and dated as it is, it's a lot of fun. It, it it's not afraid to have fun, and it, yeah, it's also yeah, yeah. It's also brutal as you would expect. Yeah, it's got um, and it's they got it's good the I mean, proper slasher scenes in it. Um, like I rem- I remember liking there's there's the scene like in like the is it a cornfield or a wheat field or something like that. Um, there's a scene like in there that I thought was that was like as far as slasher scenes go, it's pretty good. But then you still have like the really really stupid Freddy lines. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, Robert England reprises his role as Freddy. It would be the I think the last time he would play Freddy yeah. properly. I think he's done some like cameo things like advertisements or whatever but this is his last movie uh to portray freddy unless they did final no because they did uh west craven's new nightmare i think that was in the 90s that's when mm-hmm. that's the one where it was really meta where it was about the real world west craven was in the movie and um, uh, Heather Legenkamp or Mellencamp, whatever her name is, she she was in the movie playing herself. And then they were remaking Friday. I mean, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. And then Freddie became real. Yeah. And <laughs> just because we're, we're going to we're going to need to do talk about the the Nightmare on Elm Street series at some. Yeah. Point. Um, because because some it, point, it does not. We don't out of the horror slasher genre. They, it is the most wild. Well, series. Wes Craven's a master, though. I mean, yeah. his, his yeah, the good, ones he his original good, one and like good movies, but also the original batshit crazy. Oh yeah, the original <laughs> Nightmare with Johnny Depp. That was his first movie. Mm-hmm. He gets turned into a blood tornado in that one. But anyways, um, this movie with a budget of thirty million made one hundred and sixty million. I mean, that's why they keep making these because. You can make them fairly cheap on today's standards. Like that's really cheap on today's yeah. standards. Oh, Thirty oh, million—that's nothing. Insane. And yeah. make a good turnaround. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's basically—I mean, the plot's not too creative. But Freddie brings Jason back to cause terror on Elm Street, and then they end up fighting each other and trying to kill each other. And they kill a lot of people along the way. And yeah, you have the scene where the guys pour beer on Jason and then he impales the guys or whatever. He's lit on fire, just chopping people up because it's yeah. pure zombie Jason, which oh, is yeah. the only way to make this only way to make this fight fair. Yeah. Um, zombie Jason. And I believe Kane Hodder, wasn't it Kane Hodder that reprised his role in this one? Um, or, think... or was it somebody else? I don't remember. No, it was Ken Kering- Kierzinger as Jason Voorhees. Hmm. I think that was, yeah, I think that was his only time to portray Jason. Ah. But um, they did a good job. I mean, yeah, it would have been better to have Robert England versus Kane Hodder, but uh, you know, you can't get everything. Um, but yeah, Freddy versus Jason. Honestly, as far as these movies go, yeah, it's stupid. 
<laughs> yeah. But most Im- of these immensely are stupid. But um, it's, but it's a it's a hell good of a time, time from beginning to end. It's just and it's honestly it's a good movie for both characters. Yeah, like um, I'm in. Freddie gets a lot of good parts here. As much and... as this is, it's maybe one of my favorites. I'm inclined to not put it in S tier because I'm inclined of the, to put it in A. Yeah, because of there's a few it's others not just, that deserve a well, higher spot. And it's not just a Friday the 13th movie. Yeah. It's a crossover. It's one of my so favorites it feels, of the whole series, but uh, it feels weird putting it in S It feels a little disrespectful to put that there. Just, it's like putting... It, you know, it'd be like putting the rocky movie where he's not it's like putting creed uh actually no creed's really good creed is really good (laughs) but um, (laughs) i don't know it would be like putting uh captain civil war and s tier for iron man movies or you know what i mean like yeah right yeah yeah. it it doesn't really it's too much of a crossover for it to really count because it's not a friday the 13th movie or putting uh it's like or putting Logan as S tier for um, the X Men franchise, right? It is objectively yeah. the best X Men movie I think ever made, but it's not an X Men movie. It's a Logan no, movie, you know. Like- Anyways, <laughs> yeah. So Freddy versus Jason, we're gonna put an A tier. It's a hell of a good time. If you've never seen it, I definitely recommend it. Yeah, it's so a lot good. of fun, um, and. It's got some cool, like they don't hold back on the fights. There's like the unrated version. I don't know. I think yeah. we just watched the regular version, but um, I think so. yeah. You know, Freddy fights Jason in the nightmare realm, and there's a lot of cool stuff. He and does you really, with that there. you really end up rooting for Jason. Yeah, because Freddy's just um, a dick. I mean, well, there, he's, there's, there's, he's a, a diddler. Th- yeah, well, there's, uh, I mean, <laughs> to reference the stand-up, I think it's a Kumail Nanjiani. I, I think it's him that does that talks about this on stage. But the scene oh, yeah. where he where he sees where he he's like, oh, dark meat. And it's like, whoa. Oh, he's a racist. Yeah. yeah and and the and the the stand up the stand up routine of of that he is along the lines of like uh okay, we can put up with murder, but racism. <laughs> no, Robert um, England, I love him. He's a great character actor. I love him as Freddy. He's the best Freddy. Oh, He's yeah, what makes absolutely. Freddy so great. Um, he does such a great job of just playing a creep diddler nightmare demon freak. Uh <laughs> wearing a hat and a sweater. And yeah. yeah, Wes Craven. I mean, they thought of they saw melting pizza and they that's kind of how he came up with Freddie and nice, there's a yeah. lot, you, know, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, anyways, let's move on. Uh, next we have now this one I'm a little mixed on. Uh, I think it's mostly all right. Friday the 13th remake. Um, mm, and yeah. 2009. Yeah. Mm. You know, technically this one takes place in the Transformers universe. Wait, really? And the micro and the Michael Bay Transformer in movies. In the, the Michael Bayverse? One of the bullies. <laughs> one of the bullies in the first Transformers movie that bought bullies Shia LaBeouf. Uh-huh. Is in this movie. He's like the same guy. Oh. I guess. <laughs> That's awesome. And I think what's his name from Supernatural is in it. Um uh 
Which one? Not Jensen Ackles, the other one. Sam is the character's name. Uh, yeah, I, Sam. I can't remember the actor's name. Uh, and I think I should, he gets should, killed pretty early. I or should know that Jared, Jared, Jared Padalecki. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's in it. He's the main one of the main protagonists. Um, I'm pretty sure. He gets, yeah. I'm pretty sure like everybody gets killed. Um, as far as is it okay if we were like judging this compared to like horror classics such as the John Carpenter's The Thing? Yeah, yeah. it's a bad movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as far as these movies go, it. It's a pretty faithful remake of part two and part three. They kind of can put those mm. together for this. Yeah. Because you get Baghead Jason in the beginning, in the earlier portions, uh, the first act of the movie. Then he finds the hockey mask and everything. And the makeup prosthetics here, really good, but kind of really awful to look at. I, uh, I, I think it... as we do this ranking, we're going to look at the different Jason yeah. faces. I think it's a decent. I'm gonna make you do this. Um, <laughs> oh, there's the action figure of him. Yeah. So yeah, um, not I, nice to look at. Which none of the Jasons I, are. I think I mean. it's decent, but um, I don't know how how to describe this. It's it's one of the things that made the original series, I think, work as well as it did. Is the ideas evolved very naturally, and this one very much is just taking several different just redoing it and just and and, making a buck off of it yeah yeah taking different parts of the of the franchise and smashing them all together to try to to you know ignoring kind of the thing that made the franchise evolve in the first place uh um so i i speed run it i'd say a c tier possibly I, I um, will say this is one of my favorite depictions pictures of Jason. Not yeah. like my top three, but it's like up it's... there because he's really he's not just a brute, but he's also really fast. He mm-hmm. runs and this is human Jason, but he's still really strong and a brute, but he's fast. He sets up bear traps. Yeah. He's shooting people with bow and arrows like long distance. Like he is a tactical hunter in this movie. Yeah, um, yeah, and also, also just uh, inbred psycho. <laughs> um, and this is what Derek Mears is Jason Voorhees. Yeah, he was in the New Hills of Have Eyes. He played the Predator in one of them. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would put it. I'm I would to... argue. I would argue B tier, but I'll sit with C. I'm fine yeah. with C because. It is a remake. It doesn't really do anything original with the lore. It doesn't expand on anything. It's just a quick... It's basically like if you want a rehash of the first three movies condensed into one 90-minute film without any of the real substance, but you get a cool Jason. Yeah, like you've only got time to watch one movie and you want Jason. It's a good one. But I would rather just binge watch the first three movies. Yeah, and see the real like, progression of the yeah. character and everything. Um, now we got part two. This one, think, yeah, it's kind of underrated. Um, so this is Baghead Jason. Yeah. Uh, I have the action figure of him. I, 
I uh, am partial to this movie. It is one of my favorites, and I'll tell you, it's for one reason. Can you guess? Can you guess why? So there you go. You get yeah. back over the head with a little eye hole. It's just like a hillbilly with a pickaxe. Yeah. Um, Not my favorite Jason design, but I it works for for how it's evolving in the. But franchise. you could um, see why they decided to change it. Yeah. Um. I there's some good kills in it. I remember, isn't there a, oh, yeah. a kill oh, where the freeze frame? Yeah, I was. Well, I was gonna the guy say in the my, wheelchair. My favorite kill in the entire franchise is the guy that he in the wheelchair that has the freeze frame. Um, I remember watching the movie and I for the first time. I think the first time I watched it was with you. Back, yeah, because uh, we, we had a Friday thirteen in the dorms. Yeah, um, and I couldn't stop laughing at that. <laughs> <laughs> that freeze frame i thought it was the funniest shit ever um but there's actually some good good kills in it isn't there um isn't there a kill where he like grabs a lady through a window or something like that i remember i remember thinking that was cool. yeah so yeah, was uh cool. i don't know if i can find that kill but um also the friday the 13th game i haven't mentioned it yet a lot of fun it's janky but it's a fun asymmetrical multiplayer game yeah. And, uh, play with my buddies a lot, uh, and you get to play as a different Jason. So, just giving that a little, quick little shout out. Um, yeah, in the end of this movie, so all the movies, I well, we haven't gotten to the ones that really do this yet. Actually, maybe the remake does it. I can't remember, but this the movies always trick you into a sense of calm, like oh, it's ended. The final girls escaped. Everything's good now. Yeah, uh, and I think this one had a, one of the better final girls. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see if I can get her name. I don't think she did much like after this. Um, but add one of the better final girls. She makes it. She gets Jason in the shoulder with the machete. Um, you're like, it's human Jason. You think he's dead, or the movie at least the writers want you to think he's dead. Uh-huh. Um. Amy Steele, yeah, is Jenny, the final girl. Betsy Palmer does reprise her role a little bit in this, mostly in flashbacks and some voiceovers speaking to Jason. You get Steve Das as Jason, Jason in this one. But um, but yeah, you get the moment where she beats him. The dog runs are yeah, I think the dog runs into the cabin. She's behind the window, and you see the two big windows. Mm-hmm, and then yeah. it's playing the calm music, and then boom. He doesn't have the mask on. He has long hair and the deformed face bursting through and he grabs her and it kind of just ends there and you don't really know. And the other guy's probably dead and they confirm that in the next one. Um, But this one, I think, I mean, this one's very important because it introduced Jason as the killer. The whole idea. Oh, he did survive. He didn't. They kind of leave it to he didn't die. He just survived and lived out in the woods. Yeah. Just as a hermit, and you know, is, like, is this the one where they introduce the kind of the lore of he's obsessed with his mother thing? Or is that? The yeah, because his, he has his, he finds it. No. Yeah. This one, because he finds his mom's decapitated head and he has an altar to her where he brings his victims. Mm, right, right. Right. And, and this also has a good moment where the final girl, Jenny puts on his mom's sweater and he tricks him. She tricks him she acts like his mom and that's how she gets them, you know, right, yeah. before the uh, jump scare scene. So I, I would give this one, 
I'll put it right there. Solid B. It's oh, not I, the I definitive Jason, yeah. but it is the one. It is the film that introduced Jason as the killer, which he would remain to be. Yeah. Sometimes in a weird. Well, actually, no, there's a couple exceptions, but he would mostly remain to be the main killer <laughs> of this franchise. Um, so I think that's quite important. Yeah. Next, we have Friday the 13th, part three. And mm-hmm. this one plays almost exactly the same as the previous two, or especially as part two. Jason's back. He's killing a bunch of horny teenagers in the yeah. woods. Um, <laughs> they're especially horny in this one. There's a lot more, even more nudity than the previous one. Oh, yeah, we forgot to mention. Oh, yeah, we haven't got to it. Yeah. Anyways, there's uh, a, more nudity than the previous ones, more topless scenes. It was the 80s. They were going crazy. I mean, with all I that feel stuff. like this... Um, this movie, while I wouldn't say it's like the dis- definitive Jason, it definitely set the standards for the rest. It set of the, the standards. Series. It's kind of a standard Jason, you yeah. know. Um, part three, Jason. Uh, he finally gets a hockey mask. He gets it from one of the characters, the guy with the Jufro. He, <laughs> he. Yeah. Sorry, I shouldn't say that. I'm sorry, <laughs> but everyone knows the guy with the fro. You know what I mean, but with what's going on in the world right now, I'm not going to mention it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Um, But (laughs) he gets the hockey mask from this character, this character that likes to scare people, and he's kind of an idiot, but they're all kind of idiots. Actually, yeah, they're all idiots, except for the final girl. The final girl's always the smartest one. Yeah. Um, But you get some good moments in this. Um, you get the moment where like the biker gang shows up. Oh yeah, yeah. Them and they rob them and everything, and then they steal their gas. And Jason kills them, of course. And it has some pretty solid kills. It has the clat, the really cheesy and iconic kill where Jason squeezes the guy's eyeball out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's a prosthetic head, like it actually happened. And it's got another, it's got a lot of iconic kills where he shoots the harpoon gun through the girl's eye and everything. Um, Cause she thinks it's the guy just pranking her. It's got the hippie couple. It's got a lot of fun moments. I watched this one recently, actually, a couple weeks ago. And part three, yeah, you get the hockey mask. Mm-hmm. And this is where he gets his the axe to the head. And that continues on, even though they the costume designers lose the continuity on where the axe mark is. It yeah. switches in different movies on <laughs> where he has it. <laughs> it. I'm pretty sure it was on the left side of his head. So the right side of the screen where he gets it. Um, but yeah, you get the classic Jason. Um, he's still human. He's still running around. Not super fast, but he definitely kind of jogs over. Um, it has a good final girl in here. She gives, I think sh- this final girl gives the best fight against Jason. Um, yeah. And then in this one, at the end, you get the scene where she's floating on. Um, after she thinks she kills Jason, she gets him in the head with the axe. Uh, she's floating on the canoe, and then his mom, his mom's corpse pops out and grabs her, even though it doesn't make sense because her head was cut off. But it's it definitely spooked me as a kid. Um, and also this one was the introduction of the 3d. 
Yeah. Uh, in the series. I, I, <laughs> I can't remember if it's the only one to do it, but there's extremely obvious shots of them capitalizing on the 3D. Like uh, a guy just playing ping pong. Or, you know, yeah, there's so yeah. many shots where it's obvious that they like, got it for 3D. They didn't care about hiding that it was made for 3D because it was in the 3D resurgence. Because, like, you had the original yeah. 3D in the 50s when uh-huh. that was a big thing. And then it had a resurgence in the early 80s. Yeah. And yeah. they went nuts <laughs> with it. <laughs> they didn't try was... to be, like, artistic with it. No, no, because like they they would Just... make shots specifically with the intention of this is gonna this is gonna be a and it's so shot. obvious and yeah. <laughs> watching it just on standard you know television, um, yeah. If you're one of those freaks with a 3D TV, tell me if it makes it better or worse. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but it, uh, it, do they still make those? I don't know. But it's a it's a pretty fun movie, but it. I think the only things that really make it memorable is the fact that he gets his hockey mask and you're like, yeah, this is where we get Jason as we know him pretty much. Yeah. And this is with Richard Brooker as Jason. Um, his only time to play as the character at, at this point in the series, they just switched through stuntmen. They didn't really stick with anyone. Uh, yeah. But part three, it's still very important. I don't think I could put it down and see. No, I think I it's still B, a B tier, yeah. Still, I that. think it's below part. Well, I think it's right there, at part two. I think part two is actually a better part two. I, movie. I actually like. I like. I don't part know, two a lot, but uh, um, it's right there in B though. Um, yeah. Now we have what I think is the best and the scariest Jason movie. Ah, uh-huh. where he's the scariest. Crispin Glover stars in this one. And Corey Feldman, uh, go check out his music group, Corey Feldman and the Fallen Angels, or whatever it's called. Pretty wild stuff. <laughs> Pretty good stuff. But Corey Feldman, his first role is a child actor. Um, and he's been in a lot of stuff. He was in The Goonies, he was in The mm. Lost Boys, a real yeah. famous child actor, but you know you could get into how that affected him. And I think a lot of child actors had a really hard road, you know, the whole story for uh, the guy that the kid that played young Anakin, that's really sad. What happened? Yeah. Um, Yeah. uh, Jake Lloyd. We could get into all that. Jake Lloyd. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. They often go down a really hard path. Corey Feldman as weird as he is, you know, I give him props because what he went through, just being a child actor alone, even if you ignore the creepy stuff that went went on, um, I don't want to discuss that. But just a child actor itself, I don't think children should be put through that <laughs> yeah. unwillingly um, because they don't have much free will or volition, you know, no, not much autonomy. When your parents just say, hey, go star in this horror movie or yeah. throw you in here. <laughs> but anyways, he does a really good job in this young Corey yeah. Feldman little Corey Feldman. And um, this is the most brutal Jason. Mm. Honestly, I think of like the human Jason era, this is the best one. And honestly, out of all the Jasons, he's top tier. Um, He is fast. He kills you fast. 
He doesn't just walk around lumbering around. He runs at you. He will catch you. It's yeah. not like the whole joke where they just keep walking and they catch up to you somehow. No, yeah. this Jason is a fast pace killer. And he was played, uh, his stunt actor, I forget his name, but I remember he was a real famous uh, Western stunt actor. He was in a ton of uh, classic Western spaghetti Westerns and stuff. And he was older when he played the part even back then. Um, Ted White. Ah. Yeah, Ted White. He, I think he's still alive. But Ted White is yeah. right up there with Kane Hodder. Yeah. Uh, for me. And I heard he was such a trooper during the filming of this movie and that he actually really took time to just sit down with Corey Feldman and, uh, you know, have fun with him and remind him that it was just a movie and he joke around with him. Like he really made him feel like still a kid. You know, he was kind of a father figure to him, oddly enough. And like the scene where he helped him, you know, he really helped him with the scene where Corey Feldman, when he after he shaves his head, he slices into Jason's head with the machete and his head slides down. That's a really good shot. Um, also, I forgot to mention Tom Savini continues to work on this one as makeup artist and prosthetics artist. He's uh-huh. an amazing uh, prosthetics artist. And he also he worked on part three. And Tom Savini was actually the one that came up with the idea to give him the hockey mask. Because during part three, they were like, the bag on the head, that's not going to work. It's not iconic enough. It's not scary enough. It's kind of nothing. It was just something to put over his head. And he was like, why not just do a hockey mask? Yeah. Until we figure it out. And then they just stuck with it. Because they were, it's kind of, you know, it's familiar with uh, how they got Mike. It's not as like, actually, I skipped one. But we're going to talk about this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's not as, fam- you know, it's, you know, like with Michael's mask, they just took a William Shatner Star Trek Captain Kirk mask and uh-huh. uh, dyed it, you know, bleached it white, dyed the hair a dark brown, and, um, <laughs> you know, just did some minor modifications to it. And boom, you had the shape. Um, and it just worked. And I think the same thing with the hockey mask. It's not as, like, creepy as Michael, but it is iconic. Oh, yeah. You're yeah. like that's that's it's, the killer. It's the to the point triangles. of these these old old school hockey masks. People associate associate them more with slashers Jason than, they, than, than they do than with hockey. hockey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, part four. It's one of my favorite ones. Crispin Glover is, as usual, really weird in it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he does a lot of fun dances. You have the whole twin characters in the story. You have a lot of good kills here. Crispin Glover gets killed in a really gruesome fashion. Corkscrew yeah. to the hand. Wine corkscrew to the hand and then machete to the face. And yeah, Jason kills fast here. And um, it's top tier Friday the 13th for me. Yeah, um, I I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, 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 you know, it still doesn't take itself... I think out of all of them, it takes itself the most serious, but you know, it's still a Friday the 13th movie still knows what uh, it is, you know? Yeah. 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 Oh no. Ted White actually died last year, October 14th, oh. 2022. 96. 
Well, wow. rest in peace. Wow. Uh, Ted White, born as Alex Bayef in Krebs, Oklahoma. He's an Oklahoman. Nice. Well, I grew up in Snyder, Texas. Oh, that kind of takes away. Played football <laughs> for the University of Oklahoma. Um, White was approached because of his Marine Corps background. Wow. And yeah, he's done a lot of he's done a lot of stunt work in Western films. Gone S- sixty seconds, Silverado. Star. Mm. Oh, he was in Starman, Tron. Oh, nice. And then uh, uh, he played Jason Voorhees, of course. Um, and this is where Jason dies. This is the first movie. It's the final chapter. Jason definitively dies in yeah. this movie. Yeah. Um, to be brought back. Um, this one S tier. I agree. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. I was going to say at least A tier, but yeah, S tier. Yeah. Not even, it's easy S tier for me. Um, if you just want to watch a Friday the 13th movie that's actually good, that has some good scares in it, good kills, it's the like definitive version of Jason. Well, some people think Zombie Jason is the definitive version, and I could easily agree with that. But I think just for, standard jason you can't beat this yeah yeah oh and his uh unmasked face is something to behold <laughs> yeah yeah pull pull that up uh he looks like an absolute like grim like goblin uh where is it oh that's with the mask oh they block it no <laughs> he has the weird crooked ear um well, here's the action figure of it. That seems yeah. to be easy to find. Uh, but yeah, Tom Savini did great work there. He's just a monster, extremely deformed. He always looks different. He's different in every movie. Yeah. Uh, there's no continuity as far as his face goes, really. The only, um, the only, the only continuity <laughs> is that he's fucked up looking under that mask. Yeah, he's fucked up looking. And then when he's a zombie, they could just, you know, oh, he's a zombie. Yeah, do whatever they want with it. <laughs> you can do whatever. Yeah. Oh wow, Friday Thirteen blog. Oh, there's part three, Jason. Oh yeah, unmasked. Yeah. And you get part four. Yeah, that looks like a fun time. But yeah, S tier. Next, now this one. So this one, so Corey Feldman plays the character. He's the first actor to play the character Tommy Jarvis who's mm-hmm. the first true like through line protagonist of the series, even though he's yeah. in just three movies. Most horror fans consider him like the arch enemy to Jason. He's the only uh-huh. person to defeat him and uh, he fights him again and again. Um, so you get Tommy Jarvis and part five, but you do not get Jason. Mm, part yeah. five is contentious because it doesn't have Jason. It's a copycat killer. It's really not a good movie, like as far as the plot goes. Yeah, I like literally. So the copycat I mean, killer, never, he's this a. Is, this is to me one of the least memorable ones. Like it's. He's a paramedic. He sees his son get brutally killed by a psycho on this, basically this camp. It's by Crystal Lake, but it's like for the mentally ill, and um. Then he decides to start killing people and he uses Jason's look. He even wears a prosthetic. Yeah, that's kind of what he looks like. Roy Burns. He wears a prosthetic like head to look yeah. like 
Jason and he wears a mask and he has the blue stripes. That's how you know it's not Jason and the movie. That's how they give it away. But there's some cool stuff about this version. So the original actor, I mean, the actor in this movie also played Michael Myers. Hmm. Nice. Um, That's fun. Yeah. And he even has like the Michael Myers mechanic jumpsuit in this movie. Yeah. It doesn't get really good. It doesn't get good ratings. 18%. <laughs> no, it is really good. Good readings. But um, yeah, John Shepard stars as Thomas, Tommy Jarvis in this one. Just one time off. He's not the most memorable Tommy Jarvis. Not the worst Tommy Jarvis, but um, we're about to get to the good one. The really good one. Um, but well, where's the Jason actor? They never list the Jason actors because they're always like a stuntman and they're like, we don't care. Um, stuntmen are incredibly important to movies. They need more credit. Honestly. Um, well, where's Roy Burns? Roy Burns. Are they seriously not listing him on the Rotten Tomatoes? Uh. <laughs> wow, well, thanks for Rotten making tomatoes. it hard on me. Rotten oh, Tomatoes is a mixed website. Oh. A bunch of critics were getting paid off to give good reviews to movies. I oh, forget really? which uh, distributor was doing that. Huh. But yeah, they would literally like they were literally skewing the reviews. Uh. <laughs> um, of course they were. Of course, no, not part four. Sorry. Um, well, it's like with the Super Mario Brothers movie. I thought it was a fun time, just a good kids Mario movie. Yeah, we saw it. It got bashed by the critics, but it made well over. It made like one point four. The, the highest grossing movie. Yeah, I think maybe it, Barbie it did beat really it. well. At, I don't uh, know, but I, yeah, it did really, really well. It's one of the highest grossly like animated films, ever. and like um, most audi- people, people seem to liked like it. it. At, like at <laughs> so, worst, people were like, "Yeah, it's childish," but at best, you know, a lot of people were like, "Yeah, it's just a fun, just a fun animated movie." Like, yeah, um, I don't know. Right there, there's. Where, Recently, with like Rotten Tomatoes, especially, there's definitely been a um, a general feeling that the uh, critic reviews and the and the uh, audience reviews are um, very like that don't agree with each. They've other. been polarized lately. I either either because, like you said, maybe critics are being paid off sometimes, or because of um, uh, people hating and spamming reviews onto stuff. Um, for just because, oh, which is is something. So that Dick Wyan, he played, he played Roy Burns behind the mask, but this I know one of the stuntmen uh, uh, also played Michael Myers. But um, it's a weak movie, though. I mean, there's some good kills in there, but it's not Jason. It yeah. it tries to do different things, and I respect it for that. You know, it reminds me of Halloween Ends, where you have the copycat killer for yeah. most of the movie. And this one, you have the copycat killer for the entire movie. There's dream sequences with Jason. And then at the end, it alludes to Tommy Jarvis becoming Jason. Um, but uh, yeah, it's weak. It's not. 
I'd say D tier. I think it's a D tier. Yeah. It's I can't. No one wants to watch it because it's not Jason, and they don't do anything any really anything interesting with the copycat killer. Like we discussed it with Halloween ends. I thought what they did with uh what what's his name Corey mm-hmm. was actually pretty cool, pretty interesting as far as the Halloween universe goes. It expanded on some lore and how you know michael works and his evil and whatever it can pass on to people that kind of thing yeah they don't do anything like that here he just decides to dress up as jason while killing people and there's not much to it (laughs) it's you can definitely skip this one in fact most people do like when i binge it i skip this one and i go straight to part six which i also think i'm already gonna say it i also think this is an s tier with yeah, part I, four I agree. for yeah. very different reasons. This is this is zombie. Part six Jason. goes. It's zombie Jason. Yeah. So Tommy Jarvis uh, re- returns in this movie, um, and this is the most famous Tommy Jarvis. This is the one you. Well, Corey Feldman's famous, but this is the one you play as in the Friday Thirteenth game. Uh-huh. Um. And he's actually reprised his role. He did the voice for the uh, Friday the 13th game. Yeah, Tom oh, Matthews nice. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, plays this Tommy Jarvis. And he he was in a fan-made Jason movie. Oh. Remember Hike Alone in the Woods? He played as a paramedic or something like that. And yeah, Victor Miller back as a writer. And Sean S. Cunningham actually came back to write on this one. Nice, nice. Um, and it definitely has more of that original flair, but to the extreme. This is the campiest. Well, at this point, Not it was the, the campiest yeah, yeah. Jason movie. <laughs> but this... I think this one is campy, but it's what makes it work. It knows it's campy. It has See, fun. Yeah, campy there's can a, work. There's, the, the, there's people you have to. People sometimes a lot of people really don't like campy stuff, but it's like campy can work. But the difference is, I mean, it's the same thing. Uh, I I say to people about is it intentionally campy or yeah, unintentional? Well, I I say to people about like uh, state like performing on stage. Um, the best advice I could give to someone performing on stage is that if you if the audience thinks you're having a good time, and the audience is going to have a good time. And that's yeah. the same thing with like campy movies. If if it's campy in the sense of like you're watching, you're like, this must have been a blast to film. You know, oh yeah. To work on and then it you, makes it work. Like <laughs> you have the jokes where people break down in a car and uh Jason comes in with the uh spear that he broke off and um she offers him money and everything. Yeah. And the big, the <laughs> one of the first scenes in the movie, uh, where they resurrect Jason, like Frankenstein style, um, with the lightning rod and everything. I don't know <laughs> what, well, it's like all accidental. Like Tommy Jarvis, he finally gets out of a, uh, mental ins- institution and he's pissed off and he wants to make sure Jason's dead because he swears he's going to come back and everything and he's with one of his friends and they he dr- they bear- dig up his grave because they think he might not be there. He's there. Uh, <laughs> and I, I forget where he gets his new hockey mask because I know he gets a new one in this movie. All right, I think he does. But um, it's been a while since I've seen this one, but it's a really good one. And they stab the um 
uh, rod into Jason, then the lightning strikes, and then he raises from the grave as a zombie. But a, like a sentient zombie, a smart zombie. Like yeah. he knows how to use weaponry. He's Jason still. But now he's a zombie. And even in the movie, there's multiple parts in the movie where he does something where he just tears someone's head off or something. Yeah. And he like looks at himself. He's like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Like, doing pretty I'm, good here. <laughs> um, I, I, I can't play the audio, obviously, for copyright reasons, but I'm going to show it to Colton. Yeah. But this is the scene. It's been a while where since they, I've seen this movie. Yeah. Where they unintentionally resurrect. Jay- yeah, here he comes. Yeah. Oh, and I love this shot of his eye with the maggots coming off of it and everything. Yeah. He's a straight up corpse. They do a good and... job in the Friday the 13th movies of like gross horror. Yeah, this times. is one of the grossest Jasons. Um, He's just some a movies corpse do it better now. than others, but it's it's like a thing that diff- I think makes Friday the 13th different from like Halloween. Is the Halloween movies aren't usually other than like unless you're grossed out by gore in general, um, aren't gross movies. You know, Michael's usually just he's just a guy. Yeah. But these movies um, sometimes can be like gross, which is Yeah, the maggots falling off of it them. It's fun to see. And sometimes. yeah, you just Zombie Jason, the cobwebs on his face, <laughs> his you know, his, his skeleton face. And yeah, look, that's a fucking just great... grabs the guy's heart. Yeah. Tipolo Doom style. <laughs> throws him in the grave. <laughs> or he falls yeah. in the grave. And great scene. And then yeah. He gets the hockey mask because they bring a hockey mask for whatever reason. And this is a different one. And then you get the James Bond style intro. <laughs> Zooming yeah. in on his eye. He walks in. <laughs> it's literally that. a parody of James Bond. Yeah. And he slashes the screen. I love that. Amazing. I love it. I love it. They go pure camp with this. But it's self-aware. They have fun. And it's a fun movie. Yeah. Um, it's not trying to take itself seriously at all. There's a scene where uh, Jason kills this guy listening to Alex Cooper in his van, and then the van just wrecks with Jason in it, and then he just <laughs> steps on top of the van because he's a zombie. He can, he can tolerate yeah, anything. He gets shot multiple times. He does all this crazy stuff. It is straight up S-tier. I think I would put it right with the final chapter. They're both S-tier, yeah. like I said, for yeah. different reasons. Final chapter still has its cheesiness, especially with the cast of characters in it with Christian Glover. Yeah, and everything. <laughs> I love but, Christian Glover. Just <laughs> even though he's actually a good actor, he just always he's, does he's just really a, weird. He's just a weirdo. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I love him. But, I love him. Um, That's why we love him. He even played, yeah, he was in Back to the Future. We did yeah, the commentaries yeah. on that. He's great in that. Those uh, were he good even, commentaries as well. He played Grindel. And yeah. the weird and that, uh with Robert Zemeckis, uh the Yeah, that really PG weird Beowulf movie. Yeah, with uh, Angelina <laughs> Jolie and uh yeah. yeah. That was and, I've, I haven't watched that in a long time. Um <laughs> Well, Grendel with Crispin Glover's face is not a sight I wanna see right now. There's very little <laughs> things in that movie that uh I wanna see. That you wanna see. It's um, actually pretty cool. It's just yeah, so uncanny. It's been, it's been such a long time since I've seen it. I I am curious. Like I I I remember I've seen it not too long ago. I think if the CG held up more, like if it just had Valhalla graphics, <laughs> you know, it, it it would be pretty cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah. but yeah, Jason lives Friday Thirteen Part Six. 
absolute classic. That's also one I recommend to people if you just want to have fun watching a Friday the 13th movie. If you want a scary one, watch part four. Yeah. If you want just a fun, crazy movie that still is your classic Jason, this is your first time getting zombie Jason, but he still acts like classic Jason and still mostly in the classic <laughs> setting. And there's a lot of fun parts. And there's a part where there's a running joke where the cop jokes about shooting Tommy Jarvis's dick off or whatever with his laser yeah. pointer uh, gun and all that. And, uh, um, but yeah, a lot of good stuff. And you get the final battle with Tommy Jarvis and Jason where he wraps the chains around them and all that. Um, really good stuff. This next one continues with zombie Jason, the same continuity, obviously. Um, and he's even more zombified. And Friday the 13th, part seven, uh, the, I forget what the subtitle is. Um, but this is basically the one that combines the ideas of Friday the 13th with Carrie. With, uh, yeah. King's Carrie. Um, because, and I forget the exact plot. I'm not going to lie, guys, but who really watches these? I don't these think for... I've seen this one. The New Blood. Yeah. Yeah, this is one I actually really like it. I just haven't seen it a lot. Um, it's a little out there. Like, I'd rather watch part six because it's still a little bit more classic feeling. But this one is a lot of fun as well. It's it's similar. It's still pretty campy. Jason, um, like I said, um, even has more of a zombie-like appearance. You have his bones sticking out. Um, his mask is a bit more broken. He's got the chain on his neck from the previous movie. He wields a, I think this is the first time he wields like a chainsaw, but it's like on a pole uh, arm, which is pretty, it's one of those long, like, oh, left, oh yeah. Like, oh, um, branch. Yeah. 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 One of those, um, uh, those, um, ones that the like tree cutter companies use. tree cutter yeah yeah like, and so. yeah this is this jason's <laughs> been rotting and you know underwater you know and yeah you can see I like part cool of his mask broken cool off design. yeah it's a pretty sick um, design yeah. um but the main protagonist in this movie she's like carrie she has telekinetic powers and um she, you know, there's him unmasked. Yikes. Even extra freaky. I kind of um, like that, though. That's kind of fun. It's that's in the seat. She breaks weird. his mask off with... It uh, is weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, it, it has... It kind of is a, a bit of a precursor to Freddy versus Jason. Like, as far as the dynamics of that fight uh, goes... Yeah, where you have someone with like telekinetic powers, like and like magic like powers fighting taking, against taking zombie Jason and pitting him against something someone who's like a, a, a match root. for him. Or uh, yeah, like like yeah, you, you're taking someone magical against a brute, basically a uh, I guess a not a sword warlock against a barbarian. Yeah, um, <laughs> and yeah, the main character Larpar Lincoln. Uh, I don't think, yeah, she's been in some stuff, but, um, yeah, she fights, um, Jason with her telekinesis and there's a weird plot where her dad dies and it also causes, it, it's gets weird 
and it's really hard to remember, but it's also a lot of fun. It's not quite as like revitalizing and as refreshing as part six was when it came. Well, obviously we weren't alive when these came out. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm like, not oh, trying remember, to act like right, yeah. <laughs> I remember back in the day in 86 or, you know, or whatever. Um, <laughs> but it has fun, but it's not, I think it, Oh, that's Ben's layer. That's where I download my ROMs, <laughs> but it's, um, <laughs> it's the one. It's fun. I'd recommend it to people if they want a, something a little different, but it is not quite on par of part six. It still has some like jokes, but it's more leans into the whole carry plot of it. Uh-huh. But Jason's pretty good. And also, and this kind of helps push it towards S tier. You have Kane Hodder, uh, uh, his. Uh, this is his first movie uh, portraying the character of Jason nice. and Kane Hodder is an absolute horror legend. He's the actor that has played Jason the most. Um, and he's what people associate as like Jason because nice. he's played him the most times. Yeah. Um, he played him all the way. Yeah. Starting in part seven, the new blood to Jason goes to hell the final Friday. So he's the only reoccurring Jason actor. And honestly, it when they inevitably do a remake again or like reboot sequel, because that seems to be popular now, even though Yeah, they're gonna do a a, a second attempt at a reboot of the original. Probably (laughs) where they well, you know, with the new Exorcist movie, which I heard is really bad. Like really bad. Uh I think it's it's David Gordon Green. Exorcist is great, but uh, no i know but it's one of those reboot sequels where they only acknowledge the first movie it's like a legacy sequel but um yeah if they do that they have to bring kane hodder back he could still play the role i don't think he's old too old where he can't do it yeah you might have to have another stuntman to do like the more extreme stuff yeah but, but that's kane fine. hodder was yeah. an absolute tr- champ in all these movies he would like get lit on fire wearing flame retardant suits, nice. get thrown around. They would just throw chairs and bricks at him. <laughs> like during this movie where he's getting all the shit thrown at him from uh, the telekinetic character. He's uh, a, yeah. that's actually happening. Uh, he's a great Jason. Uh, and yeah, I would put it, I would, I don't know if I would put it, it's weird putting it above like, some of the earlier ones, like part three or two. But for me, I kind of lean towards the ones that have more fun with the character because when it just tries to be Halloween, but even cheesier, but still trying to like fall within that same tone, it just doesn't... of like there's a balance between like you're, you're making a movie in a franchise like this and you, you know what you're making and you're trying to have fun with it. I think these need to be fun. And then that, that there's a line where you cross where it goes over, like you're trying too hard to fit in 
to what you think the franchise is. Right. And it's a really blurry line of when you cross that and when you don't. I uh, think these movies, for the most part, benefit from having fun with it and just kind of letting loose i i'm gonna leave it at a tier i've not seen this one so i trust you on your on your judgment on it yeah there's a there's a few coming up a couple coming up that i haven't seen i mean the first two are just a little bit boring part two and part three i mean until Jason really shows up and starts killing people, the characters aren't interesting. Yeah. It's just the horny teenagers again. I do it's quite boring. like part two. None of the characters. I will, I will say part two is, but I think but part I, two I could squeeze it. I think okay. Part two I think could we could been... do a switcheroo. Well, I, I I was gonna say I I quite like part two. I do agree. It could have done more. It could have been more interesting with its characters. Um, I just had a really good time the first time i watched it um yeah and that's definitely a big part of this and i think um part two has you know good scares and it feels it feels the most like part one aspect of like i didn't watch part two like i had seen like final chat the final chapter and and you know and and these other ones first so I knew Jason yeah. and I remember watching and I had not seen part one and two. So I remember watching part one being is okay. And then watching part two and thinking, okay, am I going to like, you know, you know, I knew that Jason doesn't have his hockey mask yet and all this sort of stuff. And I remember thinking, am I going to like this? Cause it's not the Jason I'm used to. And I ended up still really liking it. I would you actually know. be more inclined maybe to put hmm, maybe both the A tier because I, I don't think part seven deserves B tier. I, I think part yeah, th- I, I don't know. I mean, I think um, part two did bring us Jason as the killer, and that is incredibly important. And I think what works well with it is it does feel like the first movie and it, it does what a sequel should do where it expands on the previous film while staying true to the original. Yeah, yeah. It expands on the lore and on the characters, but it doesn't feel like a different universe. A lot Fair of enough, um, yeah. a lot of these feel like a different universe, and mm-hmm. the, you know the continuity goes out the window. Yeah, part two is like a definitive, like actual sequel, and the other ones get pretty wacky. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then with part seven, uh, I mean part seven, I think it it still has that fun factor. What I, I love, what the I fight will between... say about part two is maybe also the reason I liked part two is because I watched it immediately, like the same night after watching part one. Yeah, it works, and. As uh, those two movies in its favor, together, when you, when you watch them back to back, work really well. Probably better than they would work by themselves. So I guess right. that is something to consider as well. So I think, um, yeah, maybe part two isn't as good standalone. That yeah, that that's what I'm saying. Is I'm just trying to like, like saying I really like it, but I'm not saying it deserves to be higher than where we put it necessarily. I just personally 
enjoyed myself a lot the first time I watched it. And because, and, and you know how that goes, the, how much you enjoyed I'm gonna put yourself, in a. how much, you, how much you enjoyed yourself the first time you watch a movie affects how much you enjoy yourself every subsequent time you watch it. I'm going to put in A and I'm going to keep part seven at A because part yeah. seven is a lot of fun. It has a lot of great stunt work and a lot of good practical effects. He gets set on fire and everything, getting thrown through walls and all that kind of thing. His mask burst off and then you get the zombie Jason. It's crazy. Yeah, nice. um, it takes the watch, zombie Jason. I have to watch this one. Soon. It's fun. Yeah. It takes the zombie Jason from part six with slightly less humor, but then you get all the supernatural stuff with basically Carrie versus Jason. I do like which the if they would have had stuff. the rights, yeah. if Stephen King wouldn't have <laughs> thrown a fit, they could have done <laughs> Carrie versus Jason. But Stephen King would never allow such a thing to happen to his works, yeah. especially after they made the Shining movie. Even though that's one of the best horror movies of all time, it and I, it's one of my favorite I, movies I of know, all time. I know Stephen he, King. He notoriously hated it. despises it, but. It really is so good. It he thought so Jack good. Nicholson was a terrible uh, fit for his character because uh, he was already a psycho. Um, yeah. <laughs> he he wanted someone more friendly, like Chris uh, Christopher Reeve well, to play well, the character. Well, it's 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 the effect that Alfred Hitchcock did with Psycho, which is one of my favorite horror movies of all time. I love that movie. Um, of uh, what's his name that plays? Um, uh oh shit i'm i'm spacing right now holy shit uh <laughs> um what's the name norman bates norman bates the guy who plays norman bates, bates. Yeah. i don't remember the actor's name but um before psycho that guy was pretty much typecast as like in tvs and movies and whatever as um the nice guy next door yeah, and that's what Stephen Which King is, wanted. He is specifically why Hitchcock cast him as Norman Bates. Um, because yeah. he was like, I want someone who you are not going to suspect in any way. And and audiences at the time especially wouldn't have got nowadays we're and so used to that trope. I love Jack Nicholson. Like, back then they weren't. So it was like it was a shock. Yeah. There's two things that Psycho did. It was that was is so important is the shock of this guy is the killer, um, the guy that you would never expect. And then also they killed yeah. off the main character halfway through the movie. Which at and the I time love Jack Nicholson was groundbreaking. Nobody had ever right. dared to do that before i love um, jack nicholson i love his performance in that movie i think it's one of his best ones i mean with one who flew to cuckoo's nest and that's kind of why he got the role and uh, that's why he got the role of the joker because they were like oh because the shining yeah, let's just yeah. get him let's just get even though willem dafoe was actually in the talks to be the original joker which he would have been great he would have been great but i i <laughs> um, do uh i do i'm love... glad he's green goblin I'm glad we got Green Goblin. I am. I'm more glad. Anyways, I, I would rather see the Green Goblin. Um, Jack Nicholson. It, while he's not my favorite on-screen Joker, he is the most comic accurate Joker. Oh yeah, of any of the live action, absolutely. Oh, um, definitely. But but yeah, no. Anyway, um, and, and but with Norman Bates, but I know it, it is kind Stephen of Stephen King. I think he yeah. wanted like Christopher Reeve to play the character. Well, yeah, I mean. The, you know i'm a superman i I mentioned like norman like norman bates like uh, i mean it is funny that actor for the rest of his life pretty much got typecast as like serial killers and shit but yeah uh, (laughs) uh, psycho like ruined it for him but um 
but it, it's it's the equivalent and i could see like what stephen king might have wanted because it's the equivalent of like nowadays if you were to cast one of the characters from like new girl as the villain in a movie right like 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 one of these sitcom characters or like what's the dad yeah. from modern family like if you cast him and it he would be out, a great norman bates turned out that he was the the slasher like that's what they be. that's what Alfred yeah. hitchcock was going for and i could see what you're talking about with like stephen king like what he would have wanted anyways tangents aside yeah, tangents here i'll take aside, a drink uh, i don't have any we'll shots but i'll take a drink i have let's move on ability to take a shot but i'm not doing a shot of kentucky owl let's move on to friday 13th <laughs> part eight kane hodder reprises his role yeah. and um he will again and again for the next few movies and <clears throat> this is jason takes manhattan Okay. And it sounds yeah. awesome, right? And like, there's even TikToks of it. Uh, <laughs> I have feelings about this movie. Abs- um, there's TikToks of it where Jason's going through the subway, throwing people around. He punches the boxer's head off and everything. Um. So my but my... they had extremely limited budget. They couldn't film it in New York. That was way over budget. And yeah. they didn't even attempt to do like sets. And they did film <laughs> it in Times Square for those scenes. For those few scenes, he's in New York. Yeah. But he's barely in New York in this movie. I This is a movie At that all. I think it's very bad. But I'm very yeah. glad that it exists. It has um, some of that fun factor. I mean, it's still zombie Jason. It's Kane Hodder. Like, I wouldn't say to the point of like, it's I hate fun, his like, design in this. So just oh, yeah. like, Jason. I wouldn't say like <laughs> fun. I it's, it's fun in the sense of like, I want to rewatch it. I don't want to watch it again. It is. He's always wet le- in this movie. <laughs> yeah. It is legitimately bad, but every yeah. once in a while clips pop up on TikTok or something like that. Yeah. And I, and I am glad those clips exist. Yeah, like, it, like, it, um, so, it's still fun, but it's disappointing because yeah. you think he's going to be in New York the whole time, but if most of the movie budget. takes place on a cruise ship. It takes place on the lake on the cruise ship. Yeah, if it had, if a, it had a better budget, budget, it might be it might have been better. Yeah, like, to actually um, do like uh, like imagine this if they actually had a budget to place it in New York, and maybe you set it around like broadway and have like a fan of the opera type of shit going on jason but like in like on broadway but not, could, not, yeah not, yeah not, not, would... I, and i jason I on broadway, broadway i would love to yeah i'd love I to say, see a broadway when i say that <laughs> i don't mean like a musical but i mean like physically on like broadway <laughs> like like do a like do that type of shit like he's backstage murdering and you know what's crazy you know it's, he's murdering it's the most workers on in in on in new york in manhattan so at the time at the time of its production jason takes manhattan was the most expensive film in the series of budget of five million filming take took place primarily in vancouver with additional photography in new york times square and los angeles so yeah they used la for a lot of the city shots <laughs> Of course they do. And yeah. there's pot parts I, where I he runs I into like in a while. Punks. I wonder I wonder if you can tell from from He kills <laughs> some punks. He kills a chick with her flying V guitar. I know that. There's some good kills in this, but he's mostly on a boat. And yeah. it came out in eighty nine. 
you know, the same year as Batman and Last Crusade, you know, in that big year. But man, yeah, it's just uh... it's not it was the first movie that was actually when, I mean when you, when you mentioned what year it a came flop, out. even though it it was number five for the weekend with earnings of six point two million, but with a budget of five million it when you mention what year it came out, what? like that makes me go, "Wow, this is definitely a movie that like I would have forgotten about immediately." It only ended up making fourteen million, <laughs> um, on a budget oh. of five million in the late eighties. So that's oh, that's real bad. That's not good. That's bad. enough to keep it going. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty bad. Though. I mean, that's still making its money back, but compared barely, to the profit, barely. <laughs> After, well, yeah, the marketing, advertising, and all that shit. That's yeah, barely. Well, they had to get the rights for like the New York Heart logo, even, oh, uh, really? when, and, like, oh. and all that kind of oh. stuff. Um, it's not as good as it should be. It had so much potential. Yeah, but I, uh, I don't D- think it's uh, D tier. Mm. I'd say D tier. I have a hard time putting it above that. Like I said, I'm glad it exists. We have but, to make a new tier then. But I still don't like it like at all. <laughs> like it's I gotta yeah. make a new tier. Yeah. I'm... Well there's no there's no F tier on that on this list. I'm making one. Yeah. It has to be an F tier. Because I don't think it deserves to be in the same spot as part five. Because that does even have Jason. And that movie's not even at least, yeah. oh no, that's not what I would do. Part five is gonna go enough. Yeah, this one still has fun moments. You still have Kane Hodder as Jason. You having punch? <laughs> it's still ridiculous. I mean, you having punching the guy's head off and everything, but it is. It had so much potential. I mean, Jason running around killing a bunch of people in New York. I mean, it's New York, baby. I mean, you could have Jason versus <laughs> Spider Man. I mean, they could have done all kinds. You know, there's a comic. I think it's the. There's a comic, I forget what it's called, but there's a killer on the loose in New York, and he's like a Jason-type killer where you can't die or anything, and it's just a part of life now. Like, they have, like, <laughs> they have alarms for when he's out on the loose. Oh, jeez. he's just, just always coming back, killing people. Anyways, next yeah. we have Jason Goes to Hell. Uh, this is another one I've not so seen. So this is... Yeah. Uh, this is when it went to New Line Cinema, I believe, and when they lost the rights to Friday the Thirteenth, they could right. reference the Jason stuff, but they can't. But call it Friday. They the could have used Friday the Thirteenth. So yeah. Jason goes to hell. This is part nine, and it's such a this weird Jason, thing of like having rights to a character, but not the um, not the but not the source material. Franchise? Um, uh, Rings of Power. <clears throat> um. <laughs> but no it is such i mean a there's movie. a lot of characters you could think of when you say that i mean what does that ring a bell with you i said rings of power as in amazon has the rights to the, oh uh, the rings and of, it's nothing to... the rings of power was um amazon had the, the rights characters. to the lord of the rings franchise and to right. the appendices of the lord of the rings but they did not have the rights to the lord of the rings yeah. the bo- actual books or the silmarillion which are, I mean, so they have to much try to. So Rings of Power, one of the reasons why it's such a freaking mess is because they're trying yeah. to basically tell the story of Sauron's rise to power, but they can't mm-hmm. touch anything that is actually in the Silmarillion, which is half of the story. Yeah, I quit that show 
early on on episode three. As you yeah, should've. it was a, a beautiful looking show, well made. Yeah. But it's I about, it's it about episode insulted three. me. It's about episode three that <laughs> it really starts to go down and it doesn't get any better. Yep. I stuck Anyways, it here's part nine, Jason. I stuck it through. I watched the whole freaking thing. <laughs> There's part nine, Jason, unmasked. So in this one, oh. his mask from the events of the previous movie because he burned or whatever. Uh-huh. It doesn't make any sense because he wasn't wearing his mask when this happened. But his mask is fused to his face now. So you see more uh, of it. It's a uh, really gross, gnarly design. Uh, it's not definitely not my favorite. Definitely. Yeah, not definitely bad, not though. my favorite. It's not, too it's bad, not horrible. Yeah. Um, yeah, the mask is part of him because it's so so much a part of his character, the mask that, you know, that's yeah. what makes him so iconic. So it makes sense. It'd be fused to his face. But this movie goes absolutely nuts, like <laughs> absolutely off the wall nuts. Uh, in this one, Jason immediately just gets it seems like a, a classic Friday 13 movie. He's chasing a girl through the woods and then he gets blown up by the FBI. Just absolutely oh. <laughs> blown up the smithereens. They finally get him. And then he's like a little worm. Oh, geez. He's a little demon worm that possesses people. So Jason's barely in the movie. He's killing people as possessing them. But uh, this movie also kind of links to the evil dead because they kill him <laughs> with something that looks exactly like the same dagger in the evil dead. And they even bring the book of the dead or I forget what they call it, but it's like the Necronomicon Yeah, because this kind of ties in with some of the dark horse comics. They did Jason versus Freddy versus Ash where Ash versus fights Freddy and Jason um, yeah, where Jason yeah. is a deadite. He's a deadite. And okay. that's actually a lot of people's headcanon that it's in the Evil Dead universe. This is what explains it. Jason is a deadite. His mom used the Necronomicon to bring him back to life and he's cursed so, or whatever. So so you have um, so in the Friday the 13th universe, you have a movie that's in the Transformers Michael Bay universe and you have a movie universe. that's that's in the Evil Dead universe. Yeah. Does that mean that the Transformers Michael Bay universe is also shared with the Evil Dead universe. Well, no, the separate continuities because the remake. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. okay, separate yeah. continuities. Okay, it doesn't. Get I was, I was gonna <laughs> say. I was gonna say. There's nothing in the Transformers universe in those movies that says that the Necronomicon can't also exist. No, <laughs> it could also be <laughs> happening. I was, I was about to say, it, um, it could be. This movie, though, even though Jason's barely in it and it has the weird demon worm possession thing and a really convoluted plot. Yeah, but like guy that hunts Jason, he's kind of modeled off a of blade. I don't know if blade came <laughs> off at this point. I don't really feel like searching that much on this movie. It's really weird. It has good kills. It's not really it. I guess it's technically Jason doing it, but it, possessing people and he finally comes back and in but at the end of the movie when they get him with the dagger and everything and they finally win you see freddy's glove drag jason's mask into hell uh, and jason goes to hell in this movie i would put it 
So this came out in 93 and Blade came out in 98. So of course the comics of Blade were around, but uh the yeah. movie had Well, not Blade come out didn't yet. become who Blade was and like Blade was way different until the movie came out. Yeah. So Snipes. so so are um, are we saying that the Wesley Snipes <laughs> version of Blade was influenced inspired by, by this movie? He reminded me of Blade. That's all I remember. <laughs> and he like was some kind of paranormal monster hunter guy. Uh, hunting jason i would put it in c tier okay yes it is incredibly weird off the wall but it has a lot of gross like david cronenberg effects um it's yeah got a lot of good practical effects it's different and it's not traditional in any sense but it works as its own thing like kind of it's like a spinoff um and it gives us it's what would eventually lead us to the long awaited at the time <laughs> Freddy versus Jason. It's the yeah. movie that goes ah if you were gonna watch all these in order, you would go to part nine, then Freddy versus Jason, then Jason X, even though Jason X came before. Yeah. It it gets a little uh... convoluted. Anyways, I would put it in C tier. Now let's move on. Oh, and Kane Hodder did play Jason again, even in this one. Yeah. Let's oh, move man. on to Jason X. The next film in the franchise wouldn't come out until 2001. <laughs> so they waited a while because so, I don't. Uh, a couple I think, years um, before Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, um, you have this future movie that has no continuity to do with Freddy versus Jason. He already fought Freddy at that point in the continuity. Um, yeah. I so no. I'm not saying Freddy versus Jason is a good movie, but um, I kind of like it. I think it's stupid. oh yeah. So the final Friday had a budget of three million, and oh, Sean S. Cunningham, original director, produced this. Oh, and yeah, it was meant to be the final Friday, and it ended up making fifteen point nine million. So. On a bunch of three million, that's, that's, much, that's better much than better, part eight. That's a better than um, part eight, yeah. Not better crazy, return, but it's, it's but definitely not a flop. They still waited another eight years to make a sequel. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know. Anyways. And, and the sequel was... <laughs> Jason X. Jason X. Well, yes. technically, like I said, and timeline continuity, the is... sequel is Freddy versus Jason. Which is great. But, but we uh... get Jason X first. Because it took a while for those yeah. rights to work out. and <laughs> Jason X, absolutely crazy, extremely yeah. campy. I love it. Just, it is I'm balls not saying to the wall. it's good, because it's no. not. But I love it. It's it's fun. Yes. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's a it's, hell of a time. It's definitely he fights the most, a cyborg like, lady. It's definitely the most, <laughs> like, throw any expectations of you have that you have for Friday the 13th out the window. Um, there's a part where he goes to a hologram like Camp Crystal Lake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he he kills the campers in the sleeping bags and stuff. <laughs> and he slams it's around. just a weird. But you get cyborg Jason. Oh. He gets infused with nan nanites, nanotechnology. <laughs> he fights a cyborg lady like those. It's like Dusik Machina for um Jason. Yeah, and um <laughs> he one of the protagonists in the movie ends up like flying into space 
and tackles Jason into space and like blows them up all together. It, it ends in a crazy finale. It blends like Star Trek and Stargate. It, it's just gen- very generic sci-fi, like the most yeah. generic thing you've ever seen. Yeah. And but it's Jason killing a bunch of people on a spaceship. And, and that's that's why I like it. It's it's <laughs> he dips the lady's face into liquid nitrogen. Like you can't and help but kind of enjoy it just because of the general setting so of I what's think going the, on. Like the <laughs> like prequel part of the movie takes place in like 2014. <laughs> but then it he gets cryogenically frozen, then he wakes up 400 years later. Yeah. Uh, like in the 25th century and starts killing again because it's Jason and they like analyze his body and they're like, Oh, he can regenerate and everything. And there's even a part where he cuts a guy's hand off, but like medical technology is so advanced where he just regrows it with like a med pack or whatever. Yeah. And Jason gets really frustrated. (laughs) So is this technically the last movie in the continuity and the original continuity? Yeah. Yeah, because it's way far in the future. It's the last battles of Jason, I guess, his last yeah. kills. <laughs> and yeah, he becomes a cyborg. And the Jason X design, I don't care who you are, it is rad. I I do like the design. Yeah, um, <laughs> it is pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was yeah. supposed to be a playable character in the Friday Thirteenth game. I think they ended up adding him eventually. Our modders did because they got to the code. Oh, because yeah. the game came to a halt due to rights good, issues. Good old modders. It was supposed to be um, a DLC map pack where you were on the ship and everything, and you played as Jason X. That would have been awesome. Um, yeah. And not they the, even not, teased not that it. I like played you, the, not that I played the game ever. I watched you well, play if the you, game a few times. If you beat but... this, if you beat this crazy um, Easter egg, you would it would reveal Jason X. And that's what he looks like before he becomes Jason X. Just like the that's that version of Jason. Very generic. Which I think is a pretty Jason, cool. But it's fine. generic, but it's a cool modern look. Yeah, it works. But oh, I love this fan made poster. Oh, that is like cool. Star Wars with Jason. Yeah, yeah that's that, super cool. Yeah. That's really good. But yeah, I mean, it's rad. It's cheesy. It's crazy. And honestly, I'd I say think, it's a solid B tier. I think it's a B. Yeah, I think it's like, a little too much. It's not as like, I mean, it's still extremely meta, very meta, but it's, it's just like, it's I not like traditional. Movie. It's not traditional. It's not critically. If I were to analyze no. the movie, it sucks technically, but <laughs> yes. it's fun. It's just that B tier is the highest tier. I think I could place it before it starts. No, it doesn't with, deserve to be up here in a range. These other movies that are, I think, objectively way better. Better. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then finally, fun. finally, we got to wrap this up. Finally, we have the original. Yeah. Friday the 13th. This is the only one. Well, I guess the second, the first one where Jason isn't a killer, the original movie Came out in 1980, off, like I said, off the back of the original Halloween. And um, with uh, Pamela Voorhees' his mom as the killer, but the whole time they don't show the killer. It's all from the killer's perspective. It's they uh, kind of do that thing. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Where and to you put get. This... Um, yeah. Uh, Kevin Bacon is in this movie. He gets the arrow through the neck. Uh-huh. I remember um, that. Yeah. Uh, through the bed and i think I that was also tom savini i think he was on a lot bacon. of these 
And it was his original role, I think, his breakout role. Yeah. I don't um, know exactly where to put this. Um, On one hand, it isn't I mean, it's the original. It isn't as, like, fun and, like, you know, what I would expect of the series as some of the higher ones we have on the list. On the other hand... it, it set up has all that, the tropes. It set up all the tropes, but it has that like really good like indie film slasher vibe, vibe. Like, the same vibe that the original Halloween movie has. Yeah, you know, and it does, I, and, and I love that. It's really well done for what it is. Has that indie film vibe, and I mean, really, without this, slashers might not have been a genre. Yeah. I mean, you might have had the Halloween. I mean, this came out before Halloween 2 came out. Yeah. And Halloween 2 was kind of a reaction to this where John Carpenter and his wife at the time reluctantly did another Michael Myers movie. And then they reluctantly ended up agreeing to do a, a lot more of them or at <laughs> least just letting it happen. I know John Carpenter wanted it to end that too, yeah. but that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for this. Yeah. And honestly... If it wasn't for this, I don't think Nightmare on Elm Street might have not happened. I don't know. This really, Halloween kicked it off, but the first Friday the 13th is what made slasher a genre. Not just every once in a while you would get a slasher. No, you have a genre now. Yeah. And that's pretty big. I would put it in A tier at least. Upper A, I mean, if not maybe S tier, but just for like maybe the, just because of clout. its importance. Yeah, but, but uh, I put it, it I put it in A tier. I, I think most of the kills. Movie. If you're gonna be objective about it, though, it's not as fun as the ones without Jason. However, Jason does make a bit of appearance. He does make at an the appearance. very end. The final it's, girl it's cuts. Almost... Uh, she cuts Pamela's his mom's head off. Uh huh. And uh, in a very cheesy shot, you know, and, she and reaches <laughs> and then she's out on the lake, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and he pulls her down. He pops out and pulls her yeah. down. And I remember as a kid that traumatized me because I was like, <laughs> they made it. We made it to the end. It was paint, yeah. playing the peaceful music, and then he and then pulls nope. out and grabs her. Yeah. Nope. Um. I think no, upper age. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I agree. It's it's one of those like by itself. I think it's a fantastic slasher movie compared to yeah. the rest of the franchise. It miss it's missing some things. Yeah, we're almost but, done. But that's not its fault because it's the first. So of course it's missing something. Yeah. Um I mean yeah. our like I said, it's it hard. did really yeah. create this genre. It's hard to put it. It's somewhere you know, between it, upper A tier or lower S. We wouldn't have I'm not sure. We wouldn't have Jason Lives or the final chapter if it wasn't for this. Yeah, yeah. I like so it. So I uh, feel inclined to put it in lower S tier because sure, yeah, it kicked us all off. It's not the best of the series. Definitely not even close to the worst, though. Yeah. It's oh, solid. Yeah. It's, it's, well, a thing it's why that, we have all these. Yeah. And, and, and looking at this tier list right now and, and off this discussion, what I'm kind of realizing right now, it's a franchise that has some bad reputations because of the worst movies in it. But overall, it's actually quite a good franchise. It doesn't have as because like uh, a lot of people think they've made more of these and like Michael, yeah. but 
I mean, yeah, it's still a lot of movies. What we have one, two, what part nine, ten, ten movie or eleven? We have half of the or no, movies twelve. Are, one, two, three, half four, of the five. movies we've put in S and A tier. We have twelve movies here, and on our Halloween tier list, it was like nineteen movies or something like that. Yeah, that was a that was a big. Uh, <laughs> that was it a was big a big one. List. So, um, anyways, just to recap, and six of them are in S and A tier. That's that's. Half that's of it pretty is pretty good. Good, honestly, that's for for for, for any movie. And franchise. the rankings are relative. We're ranking these against yeah. other movies within this series, of yeah, course. But like still, said. still, but anyways, just to recap before we end this, because I got to get going here. At S tier, we have Friday Thirteenth, the final chapter, uh, part four. Then we have Friday Thirteenth, part six, Jason lives. Then we have the original Friday Thirteenth, and then I have eight tier. And these are kind of in no particular order, but we have Friday the 13th, Part 7, The New Blood, which is just Carrie versus Jason. And then you have Freddy versus Jason, which, like I said, absolute, just classic. It's crazy. Love it. It's so of its time. Yeah, and that's yeah, what. Yeah, that's. Check out it... the commentary. <laughs> um, was that. Uh... Was that last year or two years ago? I don't remember. That was our second Spooktober. Yeah, so two Spooktobers ago. Uh, yep. Check it out. Um, great, great commentary. Fun commentary. Yeah. And watch it with the movie. Trust me. It'll yeah. Yeah. Sync, sync up with lot. the movie. Pull up you got to watch a movie on your TV or computer and watch it alongside us. Yeah. Good time. Yeah. Then we have Friday 13th part two. Also an A tier. Bad guy, Jason. And then in B, we have Friday 13th part three. And then Jason X, as we just discussed. C, we have the remake. And then Jason Goes to Hell. D, we have the underwhelming and uh, lots of potential. Still, Jason takes Manhattan. Part 8. And then F tier, we have Jason Part 5, New Beginning. I mean, Friday 13, Part 5, New Beginning, because Jason's not even in it. The new killer's lame. It's just pretty lame. Yeah. I mean, there's good kills in there. Uh, you know, uh, I would still watch it if someone hasn't seen it before and they were like, I want to watch all these movies, but it's the one I always skip. I don't skip pretty <laughs> much. I think maybe the only other one I skip is, well, the remake doesn't count because that's out of continuity. Jason Goes to Hell. Sometimes I skip that, but it is a fun offshoot. But whenever I do a binge of the series, though, I always skip part five. I only watched part five once. Yeah. Once, just so I could watch it and say I watched it and, you know, it exists. They tried to do continue the series of copycat killers. It worked out. Jason is what makes this franchise live on. I mean, Jason lives. And I I heard they have come to agreements on the copyright and we could be getting a remake soon or Hmm. some kind of legacy sequel. I I hope. I would it's be interested. done well. Yeah, I, I I definitely I, would see I mean, that. But uh, it, well, I don't know. The the remakes these days are really hit or miss. I mean, there's there's definitely a reputation of remakes being too. I mean, Halloween 2018, the first of that series of the new that series, was great, a great just yeah. sequel to the original. Yeah, that was and... really good. Um, I think it's just a great horror movie, and I did think Halloween movie. Ends was was decent. I liked it. I liked yeah, it quite Halloween a lot. Halloween Ends Some was problems, but a lot of people, the the, uh, the that's middle... how you do a copyright. 
Yeah. That's how you do a copycat killer right. Yeah. And how the the ends. one in the middle, I don't remember what it's called. Um kills. Okay. Yeah. Uh I mean it had good kills. Had some good kills. <laughs> but it was kind of um, mindless. The plot was check it out our, didn't take our, the plot our anyway. video about it. Um I think we did an actual review of that movie. We did. Um we did a review that. of all also, three of the new yeah. Halloween movies. I'm pretty check sure. out that and check out our Halloween tier list video. Um, all yep. of these are going to be Spooktober videos, such as look for Spooktober um, yep. on our uh, on our spooky time, whatever platform you're listening on. Uh, look for our Spooktober videos. And uh, anyways, yeah, we're going to end this here. Check us out at all drunk pod on Instagram. Check out our link tree for all our other platforms and give us a like rating review, download subscription, whatever you prefer on your preferred podcast streamer of choice we're on spotify we're on apple we're on google pretty much anything you can think of and also check out morning oddities our new spinoff kind of show i mean it's its own thing but it's our short form morning show and uh we try to keep it clean there keep it casual you know we yeah. just talk about anything there it's, it's a lot I, of fun i actually and bother to bleep out curse words and shit good <laughs> <laughs> anyways not here though uh, and we drink coffee there no not here we're balls out here (laughs) anyways (laughs) balls to the wall anyways we will see you next week for another spooky episode of the drunk podcast (laughs) anyways hope you all had a great friday 13th hope you didn't have bad luck i know a lot of people think it's a bad luck day in fact uh one more fun fact before i end us here there's actually a phobia. I heard it on radio today. There's a phobia for Friday the 13th. Ooh. We did that. a phobias episode too. But it's yeah. not Spooktober, but we did do it. Periscavita catria phobia. Or Friga triscida cophobia. It's considered to be <laughs> a day of bad luck in a number of Western cultures in Greece and some areas of Latin America. Tuesday the 13th. I didn't know this is similarly considered uh, unlucky. That doesn't have, imagine if these movies were Tuesday the 13th. That'd be weird. That'd be weird. Yeah. Not Man, I really ring. like Jason and I really like Jason and Tuesday the 13th part five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that doesn't have, it's Friday the 13th, baby. Anyways, we'll see you next week. Um, stay safe out there, my friends or listeners. I guess, <laughs> yeah. This is not a test. I repeat this is not a test. The Odd Drunk Podcast recommends you follow their Instagram and join their Facebook group for more fun content. To visit all of our current streaming and social media platforms, visit the link tree in the description. If you enjoy the show, we would be appreciated it if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts. The Odd Drunk Podcast would like to remind you to drink responsibly and not to drink and drive.